0: You're listening to the Black Eagles Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 208. The Black Eagles Podcast, I'm your host, Sinon Sporting, live from a winter wonderland. Uh, the first snow of our New York winter here, <clears throat> and it just happens to be the day before Christmas. Christmas Eve, well, Eve is a bit of a stretch. It's really like the night before the night before Christmas, but late enough that it's technically technically the day before christmas the 24th and that is the day that this episode will be released and so it's, the, it's when you'll all be hearing it and so the important thing is that it's snowing on christmas eve i'm dreaming of a world, blah 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 um, we've got our christmas bells as you can already hear things are high key uh in the, you know, we're, we're feeling this, we're in the season, feeling the festivities. And if you don't know what season I'm talking about, it's hashtag Caravelli season, people. Yeah, 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 I tricked you. You thought I was over like, well, Christmas. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, uh, Merry Christmas to folks out there, uh, especially those of you who are possibly alone. If you're listening to this podcast on Christmas, you're basically alone. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I, I jest. But, um, seriously, folks, happy holidays, you know, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, whether you celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Festivus for the rest of us, uh, whatever, whatever it is you might be up to during this season, um, even just relaxing at home with your family, doing nothing at all, uh, I, I wish you the best in your pursuit of that. Operation is in effect, it's in effect as of right now. And obviously, um, as much as I was joking about hashtag Cotavelli season, and uh, you know, I, I am wishing you all a happy holidays. <clears throat> it really is a festive Cadavelle season so far. Uh, and of course, Without spoiling this match that I'll be talking about today, uh, where we hosted Guz Tepe, a side that is um, underperforming by their XG is is struggling, of course, in the Super League very much coming into this. But as I said, there they've underperformed statistically, and on top of that, like, you know, you look at their performance in there; they're definitely chugging below their weight. Uh, you know. That said. It's not looking great for them, obviously, which is a shame. I think you know, obviously, if you're a fan of Turkish football, you want to see a couple Izmir sides in the league, you know, so you can get that Izmir derby. Them and Altay, of course, being the two Izmir sides in the league at the moment. Um, but with that said, we're not trying to give them any freebies here, right? We certainly want to beat them, uh, especially given our struggles coming into this match. Um, with the exception of a, of a couple of good matches, obviously. And that's what I was gonna say, you know, Car- uh, Caravelli ha- is undefeated thus far in his uh, tenure coming into this match, um, with a victory over Kai City at home, and then a, a solid draw <coughs> on the road against Fenner. Obviously, the, the huge derby. So yeah, I mean, I think everyone's feeling good. Um, we've got... To, we've got to win this though at the same time right like um the good vibes of of under caravelli's reign thus far can, can come to an end rather quickly and that that remains true um even after this match but let's talk about this match um obviously as we typically do you know, we know we talk about the form of our opponents uh, I, I mentioned they were struggling in the super league they're in the relegation zone In fact, um, fairly deep in it, in fact, but that aside, I talked about their standings in the last episode. What I didn't do was talk about their performance in the last five matches. And we go back to five matches ago, they played Fenerbahce, the rival who we just drew, and they drew against them one to one. Um, and, And, you know, starting to get some results for the season, it looked like they were, Turning the tide, getting things back on track, a huge uh, draw against perennial title contenders Fenerbahce, right, for them, one-to-one, and they follow it up with a big win in the Turkish Cup against Qatar O2, which, I mean, I don't even want to go into whatever the heck that, that club is, but doesn't matter, a big five-nil victory for them there, following that up again uh, with a home victory against Gaziantep, a two-to-one victory. Um, and so yeah, at this point things are looking great for Ghost They're going to turn it around. It looks like they, they've righted the ship. It's not righting, it's righted. Um, I didn't even mention that. But prior to that, they'd gotten draw against Kaiseri, a draw against Alanya. Um, you know, losing to Konya and in, in, in between. But whatever, like you know, things. They, they've started to get results. It's clear. And then they go to Rize and. S-ish the bed, if you will, um, losing three to one to Rize on the road. I said, and then coming home to host Fasikada Gremberk and losing 0 to one. So for all the good work they've done in turning their tides, um, yeah, it seemed to have fallen off the tracks again. That said, obviously plenty of plenty to play for for them uh, coming into this match. In Istanbul against us Besiktas and so um, yeah I mean I guess let's like we we, we could talk about head-to-head right Uh, we don't have 20 matches um, in the history books between us at least not recorded in the app I have access to Uh, but so we do have eight matches to look back on uh, and we've won six of them Guseppe won two of them on a single draw, so you know someone's coming out of here with three points um, Yeah, I mean let's let's dive in shall we I think it's time to talk about the match itself uh, And so starting out of course with lineups, Ersintestano Luengo, Domingo Vida lined up next to Francisco Montero uh, So you know again a, a nod to the youth, with no Wellington still uh, Ridvan Yilmaz and Valentin Ozier on the, the wings of our defense with Miralem Pjanic Joseph de Souza and Ozan Oziakou making his first start in nine years. Or at least that's what the dude I'm being in the USA said. So if I'm wrong, I'm just a messenger. Um, on the wings for us, Rashid Gaza on the right side, Kyle Laren on the left. No surprises with Mishi Batshuwai up front. As for Guztepe, uh, they've got Irfan Egribaya, 23-year-old keeper, who's, um, you know, kind of interesting. I've noted him before in the past. Uh, Atinch Nukan, uh, on the back line, with Dino Arslanagic, who's actually Belgian, 27-year-old, and Atakan Jankaya, 23-year-old Turk. Uh, They play in a 3-4-2-1 or 3 5 2 two, you know, depending how you view it. Um, Kerem Aliji is the right midfielder for them. The uh, 24-year-old Turk might have been interested in him a, a while back. But anyway, Berkan Emir, uh, 33-year-old Turk, is their left midfielder. In the middle of their midfield, Soner Aydoglu, 30-year-old, with Obina Nwobodo, 25-year-old central midfielder. I'm not sure if they've got this right, honestly, uh, as far as positionals positionals uh positions um but um anyway halil akbunar is labeled as an attacking mid next to Tijanic um so sort of flanking on either side of uh sheriff indaye the 25 year old senegalese striker uh so if those positions are are incorrect i don't know what to tell you uh, i will say that their their manager nestor el maestro um who is somehow english <laughs> a 38 year old English manager Englishman of a manager uh, if you will is coming up against our uh, 47 year old under Caravelli so some young minds relatively speaking um, on the case (laughs) boy I'm I'm really rambling this episode you guys can tell that uh, this match is going to be a fun one when when all things are said and done so let's talk about this match uh, before I keep rambling my way out of this episode um second minute of the match first action medallem pianet with a ball to ozan that's like a little bit out of his reach ozan sort of tries to compensate by doing something fancy um does a pass that's uh, also sort of a bit wild and way kind of out of joseph's path he has to trek back for it can't get to it before sonar aidodul gets the ball, kind of a yikes pass from Ozan in his first start uh, in nine years. In the second minute of that first start, uh, the ball is easily passed to Sheriff Ndaye, who slots it home, and a nightmare start for Besiktas. We're down nil to one at home against the side in the relegation zone. Could Caravelli's season be over so soon? Is it possible? Uh, Thirteenth minute, Ozan, another bad pass. Sheriff Indaya uh, this time uh, picking it off easily. Sending it to Halil Akbunar, whose cross is wonky. Off. And we uh, we survive another bad pass from the uh, sort of shell-shocked Ozan. Um, You know, rusty or or nervous, perhaps the pressure of Getting a start after all these years, not starting, was a bit much for him. Um, but still, anyway, 19th minute, looks like things are getting back on track. Pjanic, with a really clever ball, I think a defender gets a piece of it. He still, he, you know, he he makes a sort of attempted path with his right foot. Defender gets a piece of it, bounces right back to him. He then, with his left foot, puts the ball perfectly into the path of Nishi Bajue, who runs nicely with it, um, sends in a lovely shot from distance. Goal. Psych, it's off sides Looking good. You like the response, but you know the end product not quite where we needed to be. Thirtieth minute, however, um, after Sheriff Indaye gets a yellow card for just a pretty nasty tackle, honestly, yeah. and then he tried to complain. I mean, anyway, whatever. He, he, he. I guess I'll just say it now. He, he. Um, did this throughout the match later on and I'm probably not gonna mention it because it's not like a highlight you know in quotes but um, he would like make a horror tackle fall complain get the whistle um, and then ask for a card on top of it like I mean this guy I'm sorry to say it has obviously some ability um, you know, some talent as a striker no doubt about it but he's also a complete turd and he makes the hit list folks sorry to do it on Christmas Eve I mean you know I'm not trying to be the Grinch who stole this man's Christmas, but he's on the list, man. I'm sorry to say it. Cue the sound effect. It is what it is, man. It was a stinker. He was whiny all match, oh, flopping yeah. all match. You hate that combination, man. That's that's the combination that gets you on the list. Sheriff and Daya, you've made the illustrious list. I guess on the other hand, you know, a little prestige for, for the holidays never heard. Anyway, next big moment in the match, literally a minute later, 30th minute, Rashid Gizal steals the ball um, in the back, you know, doing the doing some tough defensive work, trying to clear it, doesn't want to do it sloppily, doesn't want to, like, he wants to keep our attacking aggression going, he wants to find a way to turn this into a counter, crosses it, you think, oh, is this a little dangerous, he finds Ridvan, but Ridvan does a just fantastic turn with the ball, and then passes the ball, just sublimely, into the path of Joseph, who has a kind of almost a perfect run as well, kind of towards the sideline before juking back, passing it into the direction of Ozan, who wants to redeem himself for some poor touches early on, which I already mentioned, and dis- does so to dizzying effect. Um, just an absolutely pinpoint one-touch pass into the direction of Kyle Lairn, and all he can do is finish. He does so well, sliding it kind of up, curling it into the back top of the net. Um, yeah, celebration, he puts his fingers to his mouth, or to his ears, rather, like he doesn't hear, you know, he was booed, excuse me, drop my pen, booed recently, uh, in, in our last match, I think, um, or perhaps it was the Kaiseri match, I think, maybe when we were down, um, he was taken off for Guven, I think that's when it was that he was booed. Anyway, um, scores, puts his fingers in his ears to sort of you know, a little back and forth with the fans. You never want to see it. Ozan did that a, a, a while back and got in quite a bit of trouble for it, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, a goal, right? And, and and I think his fifth or sixth goal, I think, in the Super League as well. So you're not going to hate on it too much, but still, boo to that. But I like the assist by Ozan. Nice addition there. Certainly rewarding... Under for, Caravelli for starting him after almost uh, punishing them for it. But anyway, next big action. Uh, Tijanic would send in a ball from deep, would ping off the crossbar, and uh you know, like that. They're responding to the equalizer, and sure enough, 38th minute, they're making a move into the box. Uh, Montero is just running straight. Uh, Kerem Aliji is fishing for contact, kind of falls back into it, gets the contact he's looking for, and then flops like a fish uh, out of the sea, you know, if you will. Not really doing this very, um, you know, my, 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 my uh, verbosity, my, my gift of gab seems to be uh, not, not quite here tonight, but nonetheless, whatever, you get what I'm saying. Um, finds the kind of he wants, flaps around like a little fish out of sea. Uh, we're in, we're struggling, we're in trouble. Let's be real about it. They're calling a penalty that does not need to be called here, should not be called. This is now um, our fourth and sixth matches. You know, extending even into Europe. Which, what the heck is that? Um, trying not to be a conspiracy theorist here, but it's just, it's becoming quite the uh, common occurrence for us. Uh anyway, Soner Aidodu would step up to take the penalty. He would send it to the right, and Ersin would go the right way and punch it. Kind of right directly down the middle of the lane. Luckily nobody gets to it before a Defender Desmond clears it. Uh the game's still on. One to one. I mean obviously it would have still been on regardless, but you know what I mean is we're we're still level here. Um Valentin Jose with a yellow in the forty-third minute. Berkan Emir, a yellow card in the 43rd minute for them. Halin Akbunar, a yellow card in the 44th minute. So cards like are stacking up. It's three for them in the first half, one for us. I don't remember Rosia's first. Um, it would be relevant, obviously, though later on, uh, obviously, I, maybe not so obvious if you're if you're listening to me here. Um, anyway, first action in the second half. Worth noting in the 59th minute, Mishi Betuay with kind of a. Looks like a, a casual pass to Rashid Gizal, Um Up into maybe an attacking position. We'll see what's going to come of it. But Rashid Ghazal decides to become the maestro that we know he's capable of being. Uh, dribbling around with it a little bit until he finds some space. Sliding it in from outside of the penalty box. With his left foot just low past the keeper. With too much power for the keeper to do anything with it. Uh, goal. Just beautiful perfect, sublime, pick your, pick your adjective, fantastic stuff, we're up two to one, and we looked good for it, you know, I don't, there were no, like, distinguishable highlights before then that I really want to talk about, but we were pressing a bit, we had a couple kind of dinkle, dinklers, if you will, (laughs) Trinkles. why can't I speak tonight, anyway, trickles, trickles, little trickler shots, or, uh, you know, um, not like shots lacking in power. anyway um 63rd minute Bachway with a nice sort of move along the left side of the penalty box, shoots it across the goal map, saved well. Um but you know, Bachui looking for that goal, hungry for that goal. 69th minute first subs of the game, Yaljin Kayan enters the match for Soner Ai Adis Yahovic, a name many will recognize, enters the match for Halil Akbunar. John Bozdoğan enters the match for Ozan Oziakouk, who, you know, aside from the assist, a bit clumsy out there, if we're gonna be honest, but it's okay. We'll we'll only really remember the assist, probably. Certainly the stat pads will. Um, 71st-minute yellow card for Miralem Pjanic, uh, followed by... A nice little sort of shot actually by Mira Limpianic finding him nicely. Pianic sending in the shot wide from just sort of outside of the box. <clears throat> but again, we're we're looking hungry. I think we're looking more likely to score a third goal than they are an equalizer for sure. Until First Atakan Kaya gets himself a yellow card in the 72nd. Seventy-sixth, sorry. Uh, also in the 76th, then shortly afterwards, in that same stop of play, Gurbanjaldin enters the match for Kyle Laren, which uh, yeah, I think most of us feel pretty pretty good about that move. Um, Murat Paluli enters the match in the 80th for Kedim Aliji, and in the 82nd minute, I mean in the 80th minute is when the foul is committed, but the the, the, the sort of call is, a, is made official in the 82nd. Valentine was there with a really sort of Clumsy, nasty tackle. He might have actually gotten the ball first, but it doesn't matter. Um, you're very unlikely to get away with this sort of sliding tackle from sort of behind. Um, <clears throat> Rosier gets a second yellow. He's out. We're down. A man. Uh, we've, we sort of deal with it for a little while. Shuffling things about. Um, 84th minute. Uh, after should say that they have a pretty credible chance on goal. and um, Indaya controls the ball pretty well, sort of putting it up in the air, bringing it down, sending in a shot quickly. Um, Edison gets down, makes the save, holds it, makes it look relatively easy. But Indaya did really well. Like the shot came at off tempo. I, I, you know, I didn't expect it. Um, Edison really showed cat-like reflexes there. Uh, and you like to see that, obviously, from the kid after after what's just been a fantastic match for him from him all around. Um, I'm just going to say it now, while we're before I even finish up with the highlights here. Man of the match performance from the kid. Um, but so yeah, um, 86th minute. Sorry, 84th minute. Makana Baku comes into the match for them for Atakan Jankaya and the 86th, Umut Merash comes in for Mici Michiba, That's the sort of move we make um, to deal with uh, being manned down. Michi Batrua looks frustrated coming out of the match, but I don't think he's mad about coming out. I don't think he's mad at Undere Caravelli. I think he's mad at himself for not having scored. He had a lot of opportunities. Um, and to be fair, he got a lot of shots on goal. Um, you know, the offsides, obviously, it was a shame that he, he scored there. Uh, I think he was just disappointed to to score. He was, he, he's hungry, yeah, and you like to see that. Um... 96th minute that uh, Paululi fellow I think it was sends in a nice cross for Adis Yahovic who sends in a header again um, Ersin gets up makes a save it's a quick header with some power into the top of the top right or I mean left depending on wh- what position you're looking at it from um, but you know a strong header Ersin gets up holds it makes it look easier than I think uh, it was but big save and that's when the m- match is whistled Game over. Besiktas wins. Besiktas wins. 2-1. to one. Hashtag Caravelli season. Remains festive. Under Caravelli, who, for, let me, I, it's, it's not like a uh, verified story, but I'm, I'm hearing rumors. He was a former Besiktas youth player who had a career-ending injury before he got to make his sort of pro debut so there's a real romantic side of the story he's often talking about how he's committed to the club committed to youth development of, of turkish players in general he's shown that with his his selections thus far for the most part and yeah i mean um yeah i mean if, if those if that story is true you'd love to see it he's now undefeated uh, with two wins and a draw in three matches um you know Ahmed mean, said he probably deserves a shot at this, right? Like, given what we've seen so far. Um, supposedly, he showed right last in, in for his first match. He, he create he had his folks create a highlight video to show Mishi Bachiuay of like some of the goals he scored to, get, to help him get his confidence back, and, and it paid off immediately. Supposedly, he did the same for Kyle Aaron um, and Rashid Gazal coming into this one they both scored uh you know it's sounds corny right and i was laughing about it in, in my group chat earlier and then i thought about it and really that's kind of what man management looks like in 2021 right that with these kids what they what they want to see what what gets them hype what gets um the blood flowing for these kids right they, they want to they they want to be flattered they want to remember what they can do the the, the you know, the feeling of what they, like, after the success they've had. And, and a guy like Batshuayi, obviously, he's seen success at high levels. He can be reminded of that. But, you know, Gazelle, too, right? Kyle Aaron, right? Just show him some clips of last season. Anyway, pays off. They both score. Um, he's doing a lot of things, man. But, you know, you got the nice story about his his history with the club that sort of adds to the mystique you got the the man management that we're talking about here we, you've got him playing guys that he, he coached as a as a youth manager I mean there's just a lot of positive aspects here uh, there's a lot of, of feel-good vibes going on and I think we can all feel good about hashtag Cotavelli season going into these holidays uh, I feel like we're in good stead I don't know Sort of kidding, obviously. I mean, we're all—we all know we're gonna get a manager at some point. But I mean, I don't know. On the other hand, perhaps you know. Sometimes you unearth gems. Right? What if the pressure creates diamonds, right? Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Bashik Besiktas, despite being up for much of the match in the end, uh, since the about the 60th minute, uh, they still had 54% of the ball, much more of it at times you know compared to go 46 still go had 19 shots the best is 10 um, seven off target however to best four off target five on target the best three seven shots blocked of theirs uh, by us three of our shots blocked so in the end like both keepers saw some action both were put under pressure um, best created 10 chances they created 14. They had three big chances, we only had one. So, you know, maybe XG even favored them for a change, right? And they've been incredibly unlucky all season. This might have been another case of it. On the other hand, they, cre- they conceded 17 fouls, so only our only 11. Uh, they were very physical. Um, we only completed 70% of our passes, so they were they were disrupting them. But they only completed 67% of theirs, so they were lacking technically. So. For all their their work, all their effort, they maybe didn't quite have what it took, what it would take to beat us. Um, yeah, I mean, we only completed completed 298 accurate passes to 235. So it was it was an even match. Certainly, a two to one scoreline. I, mean, I, I honestly think it was it was deserved. Uh, I think our victory was deserved, I think that although statistically they, sh- they have some things looking like things could have gone in their favor, I think that's not necessarily inaccurate. You know, it's, it's an example of stats not telling the story here. Um, so anyone who didn't watch the match, you know, the stats aren't going to tell you everything you need. You, you, you'd really want to watch this. The, the eye tests suggest something else. Now, individual stats, and I'll go highest rated player, Rashid Ghazal. Goal, obviously, a beautiful goal, but on top of that, I'll do his stats. Uh, you know, full 90 minutes played, two shots, 22 accurate passes, only at a 61% rate, but he cre- created a nice chance. His shot was on target, one of, one of them, rather, uh, the other one blocked. Um, you know, and the one on target, obviously, it's the banger of a goal. 22 accurate passes at a 61% rate doesn't sound particularly good, but he was two of three with his crosses, two of three with his long balls. He had a key pass, Uh, and so he was just very active and um, trying to press the issue, you know, and and so although his passes were a little sloppy, still, you know, he did enough, very much so, in fact. Um, And he had 68 touches, so he was quite present. He won 11 out of 19 duels, which, you know, percentage-wise isn't fantastic, but he got into a lot of duels. Again, just hyperactivity on his part. Five recoveries as well. Um, the next highest-rated player is Ersin Destanolu, my man of the match. Then it's Obina Novodro, 7.77. Then Mirelem Pjanic, Kerem Aliji, Mishibachuae, assist to his name for sure uh kyle laren francisco montero a great game statistically joseph tessoza Soner idol do rizvan Yamaz, ozan oziakub david Tjanic, doma vida and that's it as far as above seven but you know good good ratings for everyone i mentioned it um and obviously the best going to Gazal, ercin obina for them i mean but mostly our guys, right? And that's where stats start to look a little bit more like, you know, what I said I saw. Rather than what the, the, the team stats were showing. And, um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm giving the math to Ersin Destanoğlu. I will, uh, quickly, we'll take a look at Miralem Pjanic's stats. He only had one shot, but uh, 47 accurate passes at an 82% rate. So he was getting things going. He he really His passes were really looking good. He was uh, threatening a lot. He created two chances, you know, the one that was called offside, which was a goal. Um, one shot was off target, but it was close. Sort of shaved the woodwork even. Yeah, I don't know, I mean, two of four with his crosses, two key passes, 74 touches, so not quite as much as uh, Rashid Gazelle, but very present. 7 of 15 duels. Sorry, that's not right. Um, yeah, no, no, That is right, 7-15. Uh, you know, whatever. Not not great in that regard, but active, present. Could have been more. I mean, he's in the middle of the midfield there, to be uh, to be fair. But whatever, I think he was trying to attack. He had nine recoveries at the same time, so he was getting back and helping out in other ways. Maybe not aggressively defense, in the defensive sense, but whatever. It is what it is. On top of that, I'll talk about Francisco Montero because he was rated really highly. Uh, Despite giving up a penalty, right? He pulled the played the full 90. 41 accurate passes at a 72% rate. Right, as I said, conceded a penalty. Um, 11 long balls attempted, four of them accurate. So, you know, I mean, a lot of those are clearances, you'd imagine. 81 touches. He really was omnipresent, especially for a guy on the back line. Um, Very involved. 12 of 15. duels won. He was a rock back there, you know. So again, you know, people are going to bag on him for maybe give, for giving up that penalty, which probably shouldn't have been a penalty in the first place, but he had a great match defensively. Five recoveries. You know, very involved, very active, um, not only on, on the back line, but kind of in the back of the midfield, helping connect things a little bit. So, Lots of balls completed to accurately pass, passing wise, you know, good match from him. I'm not surprised he had a high rating and I I thought he looked good and I was disappointed that he had that unfortunate outcome with the penalty because you knew that would impact things. Now, that's it for stats. Like I said, Eriksen gets my man of the match, Cotavelli's season continues, I'm all about it. I hope he sticks around and, and I hope he has enough success that people will accept that first you know L, which could be upcoming. We're playing Konya on the road. Konya is in second place, um, you know, playing good football, even. Uh, I'll talk about them in a moment. First, though, we got to talk standing. Vital Um Besiktas is in seventh place, up from ninth. If anyone who recalls where we were last week after the draw with Fener sorry again. Trabzon in 1st place with 45 points, Konya with 36 in 2nd, Konya who is, is again who we're playing next on the 27th of December. Uh, Bashakshi here is in 3rd with 32 points, Fener in 4th with 29, Adana Demirspor and Hatay have 29 points ahead of us in 5th and 6th, Hatay is dropping, and in 7th place is Besiktas with 28 points. Uh, ahead of Alanya with 27. Sivas with 26. Fatih Karagumruk with 26. Gaziantep with 25. And in 12th pa- place, Galata- Galatasaray with 24 points. Galatasaray is 6 points ahead of Altaï, who is the last team to not be in the relegation zone. So Galatasaray is in a scrap. For promote to, to stay, at uh, not promotion obviously, but to stay out of the relegation zone for sure. Uh, I sort of jest, but you know, again, things are really looking dire for them, and now more so, right? Last week I joked about that, even though we were only a point up. Now they're actually four points behind us, uh, much di- more dire, and interestingly, we're only one point behind finish after that draw last week. Um, a season. I mean, they have now lost their manager as well. But um, yeah, you know, despite all of the, the sort of cat- catastrophe we've encountered with injuries and changing our manager and all that, we're still just a point back on Fenner, the only rival that's sort of positioned ahead of us. And right now, we're eight points out of second place, four points out of third. Of I am not about how we're 17 points out of first place but I guess it's a good thing it's Abdul Avci who's managing Trabzon because that man is prone to catastrophic choke choking if you will but um, look first is probably not in the cards but we could still fight for second place <clears throat> only 8 points back and, and that team that's up there in second happens to be Konyasor. Um I mean I should probably mention Galatasaray lost against Adana Demirspor. that's why they're down where they are. Fener drew against Fatih Kargomeruk, that's why we're sort of catching up to them and only a point back. So, that's why our rivals are struggling in regards to us, or relative to us. That's it, Trabzon Zone 1 on the road in Izmir. You know, uh, both of us defeated uh, Izmir sides, they defeated Altai 1-2 on the road. Uh, they went down early and then came back and won it. So tribezone is is running away with things now. As for Konya, they went to hatai a side that they're vying for second place with, and in hatai came away with a one to three victory. Sport is, I mean, <clears throat> it's a side that's playing well. You have to say uh, their manager. Ilhan Palut, 45-year-old Turk, so kind of a young uh, up-and-comer, if you will. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Like, as far as individual performers, their their top scorer is Sokol Sikaleshi, a name that we'll all recognize, 31-year-old Albanian. He's been dangerous before, you know, we've seen him around. Uh, Their they're, uh, solid central defender, Abdul Kerim Bardakji was a guy, 27-year-old Turk. A number of us wanted as like, sort of a depth option. Um, he remains with Konya. So, I mean, they have some talent. But, obviously, um, on paper, we have more. Uh, the question is, are we a cohesive unit? Can we can we go to Konya, a side that's always hard to go to, or rather, a, a place. It's always hard to go to and come away with points from can we uh, keep the good vibes rolling and do that? Now a lot of people in my group chat have already chalked this up as, as an L or at least lost points. So a win would be huge for Beshtesh. And I think for Under Caravelli would basically guarantee quite uh, an extension for him. I don't know if I'd guarantee like, him f- finishing out the season if you know, because things can go fast. We all, see, we all saw how Sergan Yeltsin Things fall apart, as you will, in the words of in the words of Chino Achebe, Things fall apart, but or the roots for that. Um, man, I'm really off target here these days, on tangents. But look, we know things can go go bad, but at the same time, I think we can all agree that if Unnita Calavera got a victory in Konya, it would be hard f- for anyone to fire him, certainly for for a good minute or two. That said, I think. Uh, realistically, konyas I don't know, like, if they're the better's favorites, if they have their odds, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. And they really are at the top of their playing fantastic football. Uh, they're only eight points back on Trabzon, or no, sorry, nine points. But nonetheless, you know, they're the closest to catching them. If they win and Trabzon loses, they're only six points back, right? That's, that's, that's feasible. So they have plenty to play for. And they're playing well so cross your fingers folks um, that match is going to uh, occur on Monday December 27th, a couple days after Christmas um, I don't know if people are returning to work then or they have the week off for New Year whatever it is noon here in New York City uh, in Konya like I said so we're on the road it's a hostile place to play. Well, let's hope for the best. Again, Monday, December 27th, noon here in on the east coast of the United States. Check your local listings as always. And that's it for us, folks. Follow us on Twitter at Eagles underscore podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Black Eagles podcast, one word. Follow yours truly at Sir underscore rights underscore a lot. Um, have a Merry Christmas. And I'll speak to you folks again before New Year's, so don't worry about that. But you know, if you don't tune in to the next episode for whatever reason, Happy New Year's nonetheless. Happy holidays to all, and of course, a Merry Christmas. Let's go, Bashing Time! Peace out, everybody. Let's do this. Comeback season, baby. Caravelli season. Let's go. Let's go.